something. Uh, we pray it. But on this beautiful morning, each of us would be able to experience just the inspiration of truly creating unique community experiences for those in our lives to help them feel loved and a part of something bigger. We just thank you that as we interact, as each of us has the courage to share our thoughts during discussion and our lives during the prayer circles at the end, and as we're listening and opening our minds and our hearts to new ideas today, that we would ultimately be inspired to just live our lives more loving this next week, that we would ultimately just feel closer to one another and closer to God this morning. Uh, we pray for these things right now. Amen. And help me to relax and to have no problem doing this morning. Or at least make it funny enough where it doesn't matter if it's weird. So, <laughs> whatever. All, like, you know, just a couple side comments, little prayer things. Uh, if the podcast sounds horrible to whoever's listening, I'm sorry. I'm just, like, holding a recorder slightly up to my face because I forgot all the stuff to do it right. But whatever. Um, so... I want to talk about uh, a spiritual discipline this morning. Um, we do these disciplines, uh, you know, we try to do them every six to eight weeks to give us something to practice, to think about. Uh, it's been a little bit longer than that because I, we just didn't fit one in, and so it's time. But I want to start with a story, and then we'll get into discipline and some other things. But so... Um, Anytime I've traveled uh, outside of the U.S., um, really outside of North America, uh, like I've experienced some really fascinating cultures that, and I'm going to warm weather areas that are more communal and outgoing, so that's maybe some of the reasons why you do it, but I, I've never, this, the kind of hospitality that is exuded in these places has just blown my mind. Um, in 2008, I was in India for um, a while, and these families that would just invite you in instantly, and they would cook a chicken, and you realize they got like two chickens in the yard, and now there's only one, and like they w they don't have a ton on the inside, but you were like family, and they would invite like extended family to like hang out and meet you, and you just would hang out and just tell stories and. Like you felt so accepted and there was just something amazing going on. The communities, they, they knew who their neighbors were. There, there wasn't this, uh, I, I've never experienced this where we, we, they didn't know who was on the, the right or left living there and they would introduce you to their neighbors as well and wanted you to feel as a part of this, of their community that they like instantly like loved you. And this is something that seems like really part of their culture, this, this hospitality, this something that is beyond what we've, um, uh, and maybe it's a, a Minnesota thing, we were cooped up in the winter so long, but there's something about this, there's something beautiful that's, that, that happened here or is happening all the time that is such a part of not just our faith journey and experience, but so many cultures of the world, it's, it's so tied to their faith. Um, this having hospitality as part of it. And I've never really seen it demonstrated more probably than when I was in India or even 
met people that seemed as happy as they were. It seemed like the happiness was derived not from possessions or their jobs, which you get to talk about their jobs. Their jobs sound like they sucked, like people that shovel chicken manure like all day long and are getting sick from it or in a field picking rice for 10 hours a day for they have six day work weeks. But then when they come home, it's surrounding themselves with as many people as possible, like eating food, talking. The television isn't on. It's just there's just something amazing there. And, and to be able to experience firsthand what it feels like to, to feel special there and not special because you're you're an outsider or different, but special because like you're instantly like one of them, not an outsider, not some uh, white person in a foreign land or like you, you felt like family all of a sudden. And that was th th there's just something so cool about that. Uh, there's so many experiences in life where where this has happened, whether it's been like a Friendsgiving at uh, some friend's home or even like starting a new job and having your coworkers instantly start to ask you out and wanting to make you feel like your family. And there's something there. Day block where I work, if we lose an employee, like it's you you hang out with them later and you hear like they miss. There's a family sense there that you're you're more than just coworkers. There's. Like this is who you end up hanging out with outside of work even, or they do celebrate holidays together and different things. And there's, there's some kind of special feeling that bonds us together and you can have deeper conversations then and talk about life because there is this something holding on to it. And so then I think about this practice of hospitality um, and really in, in my mind, if you've heard us talk about when we're, when we're voting for people to for like the elder board to help lead the community and take us to the next direction and like think like hospitality is the number one thing I look at. It is, uh, I think it's the most uh, prized virtue in um, to look for in this because it, 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 it creates more than anything else in my mind uh, a, a bubble of, of love and acceptance, a sphere where, where communication can be opened up, where you can really be inspired and you truly start to help each other, like follow your dreams and things happen in these moments of like true hospitality. The thing that's wild about India when I think about it is it's, it's not just they saw me and they thought I was fascinating, they took me in. They do this to every person they meet. It's just like you'd be in a restaurant. They'd be like, if you're done, like if you're not doing anything tonight, you should come home and meet our family and like just be a part of like tonight. And like it, it doesn't, and you see it do it to whoever. This is just part of their culture is just accepting and welcoming and doing it over and over and over again. And that, this is just what they're good at. And we're bad at it. And so that's why we have a practice. Like we, we need to practice this. And maybe not some of us are better than others. But today it's not oh, I'm good at this, so I shut myself off. It's wherever, and it's, or it's not, I'm bad at hospitality, so I beat myself up. It's wherever I'm at right now, what's that, that next step I take to go deeper into this, to experience the fullness of what hospitality looks like. Uh, the scriptures talk about the kingdom of God being among us right now, and it gives examples of how we invite people into this, and it all just spells hospitality. It all creates this community, which really is family, and do we not see... Uh, the scripture is talking about this, this family element, this unity, this oneness, this, it's, it's not your brothers and sisters that are just blood, but there's new brothers and sisters. And we don't just say brothers and sisters for the fun of it. We truly treat them as brothers and sisters. I remember, uh, man, I, Jared and I, um, uh, 
for Jared is a member of our community that got in. It's it's almost a month. In a week, it'll be a month since he got in a really bad bicycle accident, or a year. Yeah, a year. Thank you. And uh, he had a traumatic brain injury. Um, he just had a really rough year, and really, he he just recently had surgery, about eight weeks ago now. Um, they had put his face was shattered, so they put titanium in his face, and his body was rejecting it, and it was making the healing even worse. And so his brain was swelling worse, and he just had a rough year. And so they finally took out a bunch of this titanium, and he is like recovering like crazy now. It's like I can't even recognize the speed of recovery. But we go out. And we're having breakfast this one morning, and uh, Jared has zero family, too. Like, his, uh, his mom committed suicide. He's got no siblings. Um, he's got nothing, and he didn't grow up in this area. And so he's come here, and so his family is his coworkers and things. And he was part of our community, and he starts telling me that he sees me like a brother. And, oh, God, if I start crying now, this is going to suck. And I start crying instantly because I'm like, I've wanted to say that to you for so long, but I don't feel worthy because you needed a home and I couldn't provide it. Like it just, my home was a mess at the moment and not mess like, like physically, like there was just dirty stuff. It just was, I, I was in a messy place and it just wouldn't have worked out. And, but I felt so horrible about not being able to do this. And he gives me a hug and we talk and he shows the other ways that, that it's happening because we, we like to beat ourselves up that this isn't happening, that this isn't something that we're cultivating because we see the moments that we're not. But there, there's something about like seeing each other as family and wanting, like having that desire to be there that much that we would open our homes if something happened to take someone in and figure it out. And these are the things that the people in my, that I see do this, but Nikki and Raina's in our community that several times have taken people in to live with them. And, uh, and then that's, this is, that's not the example today's based off, but this is just one where you're like, man, I, I'm inspired to be that way. And maybe if I'm not the opening my home person, which I definitely freaking will be one day, like it's, and maybe when Mia moves out, that's my chance to, maybe after finally living alone for several months and like enjoying the process of not having someone else live with you, then I'll do it. But I want it to be something else. I want that to shine. I want hospitality to be something that people look at me and they're like, there's something amazing about the hospitality in Luke's life. I get so depressed when I see these lists of like what they say, um, um, followers of Jesus or Christians, like what outsiders view them as, and there's nothing, there's no positive qualities that we see should be reflected in there. It's horrible stuff. And so I, I but hospitality is one of these things like I want to be known for it. And I don't, they don't, I don't need to know anything else about me. I want them to know that that shines. Like Luke is someone who will welcome you in give you a meal, like have a deep conversation with you, make you feel like family and make you know that if shit hits the fan, like you have a place that you can go and talk and something's going on. Like I want to be known for these things. And I feel like the desire is there, but I do a horrible job. And so then there's this balance of like, okay, I don't want to beat myself up, but I also want to like just keep taking steps and not just get lazy with it and be like, where is the next hospitality thing here? Where's the next opportunity how can I learn from the last time maybe I didn't do something right? I guess I'm really winging this, too. I hope this is coming across well. Um, uh, but there's such a way that love can be shared. And love is the essence of God, of divine. This is who he is. This is that one thing. And what a better way than to have someone feel accepted and as, as one with you. 
back in the day, um, like if you were invited into someone's home, it was a huge deal for a meal. It just didn't mean like, they just didn't do it flippantly. Like it wasn't, hospitality was a little different back then. Like they, they really accepted you. It meant like, like you're really accepted here. And so if you were entered into someone's house, you knew like these people have let me into their tribe. Like they're, they're willing to do something about it. And there's something about this, I think a shared meal is a big piece of it. There's something about eating together that just takes conversation to the next level. Unless there's so much food that you never can take, stop eating and talk, which I've been there too. But um, how can we do this? I was reading an article that talked about how hospitality actually heals. And this was a, the uh, um, psychologists were looking at, at studies they did of like these, like creating community for people. And, and a lot of us are, are transient to the Twin Cities. We didn't grow up here. We're from somewhere else and we came here. And so, Again, Bloom needs to be this place that, that becomes uh, a place where fe people feel accepted and a part of something bigger than themselves. I want to read some of these um, experiences of like healings that, that hospitality can bring. And I'm just going to read them verbatim because it's science and I think it's amazing. Um, Self-esteem improves in people where hospitality has been shown to them and they were invited into a community. It provides a warm environment that embraces these people and values their presence, an environment that makes people feel valued and welcomed and it has a special effect on them. In this environment, people feel accepted for the way they are right now and confident in their own skin. When a person has higher self-esteem, that person is more likely to make good choices and healthier decisions in life. Even they noticed that when people would start eating better and exercising and spending more time in a community because they were already invited into this environment. It says, in comparison, though, the people they studied who had low self-esteem uh, and weren't given these community or hospitality opportunities, they were more prone to unhealthy lifestyle choices, being less active, spending less time in community, watching more TV, and just being just disconnected from society. It says that they noticed great stress decreases in the people that they were studying. Hospitality and community provided a space where people could feel safe and decompress. When in community with friends and family, even if brand new, this person has a place where they can share and process their stresses and struggles. And with less stress, there's less, there's a less release of cortisone, that hormone that causes inflammation and slows the healing process. It said depression decreased. It said the immune system started gathering strength. There was all these things that started changing that they were just watching, like just feeling accepted and part of something started drastically changing these people's life because this is an opening of love and love heals. Love heals in ways that we can tangibly take a look at and be like, there's something here to providing this. And so if we're, we're taking a moment to look at disciplines in our life and disciplines being something that isn't easy for us, something that we have to like remind ourselves, I'm going to practice this this week. I'm going to take a look at how I'm doing this and try to be better and try to invite myself more to it. Not because I have to, because there's some punishment if I don't, or that the world won't have God's love. We're, we're invited into the, not just the creation of everything around us, but even the redemption and the redeeming of relationships and communities and workplaces and our households and neighborhoods. We're redeeming these things with our action. We're invited in, and it's this woo from God and the Holy Spirit that's like, come on, what if you just tried this? What if you just entered in more? Maybe for you, maybe it's just saying yes to someone else's invitation to hospitality instead of staying in that bubble, realizing that there is some 
spiritual healing because of the love and the acceptance that comes here that you're going to see in your life that's going to allow you to even walk this out more and to be the person that finally takes someone up for coffee or opens your home to a few people to be able to have a meal or something like this. Um, but we want to practice these things. Are, are we followers of the teachings of Jesus or are we just, we like to put a label on and just sit in that and be comfortable in who we are? And I don't mean to be mean sometimes, but it is to challenge us. Like following is putting one foot forward sometimes and trying to take steps. I'm going that way. He's ahead of us walking, wooing, saying he, she, God, the divine is saying, let's, let's see what would happen if we added more of this in our life. Let's see what would happen to the, the neighborhoods around us, what your family might feel like, what your family might look like if we invited this in. Um, and so I invite us to practice and to try to add more and to do it in some unique ways. And so how can we incorporate more hospitality and community into our everyday life? Um, one of them is just starting with spending less time in isolation. And I know we're a community with a high percentage of introverts. But we've got to find the places where we feel safe and comfortable that we can go and make sure that they're routinely in our life. I'm a creature of habit. If I would love to hang out with you, um, my weeks fill up fast. And so if we don't get something on the calendar and do it regularly, it's not going to happen. I've got a, di a dinner every month that, I, that we do with our friends Dan and Megan. And before that dinner is done, we set the next month's date on the calendar. Otherwise, it would not happen. It, it wouldn't. Like, there's like months that have gone by before we started doing this that we just didn't meet up. And so we set it right away. When are we meeting again? Let's make sure it's on the calendar before we go home. So we've got this thing already set. We've got this, this rotation in there. I've got certain, like, in my own life, I've got days of the week where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to have breakfast with someone or lunch on someone with, on Tuesdays. And I just keep myself open to some opportunity where there's like a, this little tap from the spirit that's like, this is the person. See if they want to go out for breakfast or coffee or lunch. Uh, it's a lot easier to buy it the first time too or to offer because it just opens people up to something else. But man, the conversations from that are, they've helped me grow immensely. And so there is a selfish side to it sometimes where I'm like, man, I get so much out of it, but I, didn't, I needed to do it to realize that there was something like that there. When I get stressed out or life seems busy, I can totally go into like a bubble of Luke and not do this. Um, and so I even need to make sure that I remind myself that these are not have-tos, these are want-tos, but I have to remind myself of the value it brings myself. Otherwise, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to get drained, and then I won't be able to help someone else the next time. And I get into this spiral of thinking that this is a negative thing, being with people, and it's going to drain me instead of reminding myself, no, this is a healing process for both of us. This is an expansive process for love and community and the kingdom of heaven around us. Like, we want to experience this, and I want to practice this. And I've already told myself I want to see more of this. So, Luke, just stop freaking out and telling yourself dumb excuses and just enter into this. Just come with an open mind and an open heart and a hungry belly and see what the food healing can happen. And it's, it's been amazing at times. Um, but, yeah, less isolation, less time on social media. I think we get so much fake community from there. We feel like we're a part of people's lives. We see the things that they're doing. I even think we spend so much time in there that when we get together, there's no real interaction. Like the friends I want to hang out with the most, I completely stop following them online because I don't want to know. I don't want to know what's going on until we hang out because otherwise it's like, yeah, I saw everything that's going on. You saw everything that's going on with me. And what are we talking about? I have no idea. Like, how are the twins playing? Like, I don't know. Like, 
Not that good. How's the weather been? Hot. Not good. Okay, these aren't going in the right direction. Where's conversation? But if I, if I know something else, if I know that, like, I like to have something I'm excited for on the horizon. This isn't in the notes, but this is something I know. If I don't have something I'm excited for coming up, I have, I'm a horrible conversationalist. I am. There needs to be like things that I'm looking forward to going to, doing, changing in my life. So I've got crap to talk about. Like I've, I've, I was looking for a, a silent meditation retreat in October, and I looked at tons of them and couldn't find one that just seemed to fit quite right with what I was looking for. And all of a sudden, something jumped out uh, from the weirdest spot, and it's like soon, at the end of the month. And so I applied for this, and I'm waiting to hear back if I can go to this nine-day uh, silent meditation retreat, but I have noticed since I did that two weeks ago, it is all over in my conversation, and it has made really cool conversations, and it really started making me think of like, oh yeah, this is again that, like if I have something I'm looking forward to, and it doesn't have to be a getaway, but just something that's exciting that I'm looking forward to talking about, um, there's something valuable it brings to the conversation. Also, almost every day at Bloom, we try to practice everything, everything that's a part of this gathering is, is super intentional and supposed to like filter into our lives at all times. We should be able to hang out with, like this whole discussion, how we do this, if someone just said a sentence, if I just started this morning with just one sentence talking about like, we're gonna talk about hospitality because I wanna see more of it in my life and just stopped, we should be able to have great conversation. And I think we would, which means why am I talking so long? But anyway, um, but we can do this then in our homes, at the dinner tables. This is just modeling, and we're practicing how to dialogue with one another, how to talk, how to be open and share and be vulnerable. When we do the prayer circles at the end, this, this kind of stuff should be everywhere. Ask a coworker, like, what was the best thing about this last week? What are you excited for? What, are you, what's, like, what, what happened that you're thankful for? And then what sucked? Like, what, what was the struggle this week? What uh, You could use prayer. Some people, like, dive to that. But I want to know, like, what was hard this week? And I ask that to almost everyone I work with during the week. And man, the conversation then that comes up. And now I see some of them starting with that with me in the morning. Hey, what was your thing this last week? And it just started this like, like we bring this with us everywhere. We, these are deeper questions than just something simple. What did you struggle with? What are you excited for? Um, and being vulnerable and sharing it maybe even first, like opens the door to like truly like, like different, deeper, greater relationships in our lives. Um, Uh, create a healthy boundary, um, separating work from your personal life. We, we sometimes get these, work just seeps in everywhere. Yet at the same time, I would say to start seeing your coworkers outside of work differently as friends or family um, and not having it turn into like work meetings. Seeing it as I just don't go home and I don't care about the rest of you because you probably actually spend more time with your coworkers than possibly anyone else in your life. Uh, some of you I know work enough that it's your coworkers. Some of them may see you more than your significant other or definitely more than your best friends or your parents. And so why not treat the relationships in our lives that are there the most as something special and beneficial and give it some extra? Because we're there for a reason. We, we, have, a, we have this special opportunity that who knows how long we'll be there and it'll be gone. And again, it's this two-way street. What can I learn and receive from this relationship and what can I give back there's something there worth exploring. Um, maybe Netflix binging is an addiction that we need to look at. And maybe it's not just Netflix, but any television. It's so easy to get wrapped into 
comfort from something that you can just mindlessly kind of watch and go into. But if we want to look at science again, it shows that you're not actually relaxing that much from watching things. Your, your body doesn't sh like start to get into those. Like it feels like we're relaxing, but it, it doesn't. It's like one of the worst forms of relaxation that we can actually give ourselves. It feels really comfortable, but so does eating an entire box of apple fritters. It feels super comfortable, but Luke after that is in deep trouble. If I eat sugar, my brain's spinning. I am the worst person you want to be around. And so it's, yeah, it's doable. And I think I'm helping myself with this comfort, but is it really? And so maybe a challenge is like, could I watch less things and engage more in a different way? Can I invite another conversation in instead? Maybe, um, I don't know, and, and maybe it's going out to a bar the night you want to relax instead of with a friend and having a conversation to get you outside of the house or for coffee or something that's going to provide a different level of, and maybe it doesn't last that long. Maybe you're there for an hour and you have a conversation and then you go home and relax. And maybe you journal then and ponder what that conversation was and where it's going to go. Um, spending more time in community and trying to create these environments, I think, are something about this, this cultivating it as well. Uh, but some of the times... It can be really intimidating to be with small amounts of people, but like groups of one or two can be really beneficial if you're close enough and make it work. And so uh, eventually like that is the ultimate goal is to find people in your life that you can have these small groups of like two or three. But then the next size up is like that six to eight, like people getting together, like having conversations and you've got to like make it intentional so it doesn't turn into something else. But they say really groups of even more than eight turn into a party and parties are not good hospitality because most people put a face on and they're not being authentic. And so you're, you're really just providing another space for them to be fake is all you're doing. More and more opportunities to be fake. Bigger parties are great if they can catapult you into, man, I made a connection with this person or this person. And you then follow up to be like, let's just have a dinner with the four of us. Or why don't we grab coffee in the morning? Or um, I love going out to breakfast before work with coworkers to just one or two people to get to know them and then we head into work and the day is so much different and then man we had that moment where we knew each other and then every time any interaction beyond that you know so much more you know what they're hoping for what's going on there's just something happening um, but for me I've got to set aside times in my week I want to spend I want to have at least these many moments in a week that I'm hoping to connect with someone otherwise again it's just like oh man I haven't done that in so long my five best friends I have, like, I keep track of how often we talk on the phone and how often we go out because I want to value those five relationships more than anything else, really, too. Not to discount everything else in my life, but I want to make sure that we are having breakfast or lunch or something together on a, really, I try to do it, like, six weeks basis. Like, six weeks, eight max, four is even better. Uh, even some of them are more than that, but I want to make sure that I'm there, like, consistently. And I don't know what the number is for you, but maybe that challenge today is, like, I'm, I'm going to put a goal. Maybe you don't even know who your five best friends are, like, like, to finding those. And if you don't have five, then let's start praying together that those five reveal themselves, that you interact, that you find it, and you start working at that, and it'll change and figure out. But, man, at least three. One is... Uh, we're in trouble. There's a really cool book that we went through as a community several years back that I'm not remembering the name of it right now. Liz is better at remembering things like that. But um, that talked about the value of, of relationships and how you can, you can look at 
your happiness and lifestyle based off of if you had less than three friends or if you had three to five close friends and how like just that switch right there can change your life completely. Um, maybe it's calling a family member or friend on your commute in or on your lunch break to just be like, hey, what's going on? Just wanted to check in, like see how your day was going. My mom loves that stuff. I forget way too often how simple it is just to make her the happiest woman in the world. Um, and I think there's something about taking care of someone that just needs a listening ear or a warm embrace. If you can tell someone's struggling, like there's so many times that that's a fantastic time to be like, let me just come and listen, just unload. Or even if you don't wanna talk about this, let me be a distraction. Like let's figure out what else to talk about that makes you not think about this. A walk in a park, uh, something else. Um, I'm intrigued to see how community has played a healing role in your life, how hospitality is something that, like where it fits in right now. Do you think you're good at it? Do you think you're bad? How can you be better? What's worked for you guys? I tried to give some tips for me. Um, let's pray and go into discussion and see where this takes us. We pray right now that we would just be able to be open and honest with each other. We ask that we would be able to be energized by the Spirit to be able to go forward this week and add just the next step forward that each of us can take in our practice of hospitality in our lives. And through that, that courage to take that step and to try to maybe put something on the calendar this very week to text someone about meeting up, maybe tonight when we get home from this gathering, we would ask that there would just be um, that your love would just even start this, this healing, this growing, this rejuvenating process, even in our own lives. We ask for the courage, we ask for the, the, the grace and forgiveness to take it to another level. We ask that through just conversation that each of us just learn from one another and just even be that closer-knit community that we can be. Amen.